Well, hello, welcome. Thank you for downloading this episode of Parks and Conversation. We are going to be talking about an episode of the classic NBC sitcom Parks and Recreation. And my name is Jason, and I'm joined all the way across town by my friend Jeremy. Say hello, Jeremy. Hey, how's it going? So good. So good. It's a beautiful day, and we get to talk about a wonderful television program. And And a fine episode to boot. It is a fine episode. I really enjoyed rewatching this episode. And the episode in question is season two, episode 10, The Hunting Trip. And uh, it is a great little journey with the whole Parks Department and Anne going on a hunting trip together. And Anne. (laughs) So, which is in my notes. Why is Anne here? But whatever. Um, So, uh, yeah, so. That's the basic gist of the show. They go on a hunting trip. All right. But we'll see you next week. There are problems. Oh, yeah. There are problems. So uh, the cold open. I love this cold open because it highlights the nonsense that is the Pawnee City Hall. Again, way too many people there. And um, nowhere in any office place would it, I feel like it would be appropriate for the shoeshine guy to give people piggyback rides. Sure. I mean, maybe that's just the office culture I grew up in. Well, I mean, I think the first thing is you have to have a shoeshine guy. Like, maybe we don't know because I've never worked at a place with a shoeshine guy. Maybe maybe they all give piggyback rides. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. The closest thing in my experience is I worked at Safeco Insurance. And right before I quit, they opened up a hair salon and a dry cleaner. Like, on campus. Okay. And I, uh, I, I just shook my head at the hair salon like you really work so much that you you want like you can't get a haircut like you can only do it at work and it it was very very upsetting to me insurance doesn't stop it's a 24 7 thing so you know i guess but that's not the attitude of any of my coworkers in my department (laughs) so it was a well i guess this is over bye Always. So, uh, yeah. So Andy has said that like Tom is saying, Hey, it's great having Andy here. The best thing is piggyback rides whenever you want, which my initial, my initial response is never, I never want. Um, but he has, Andy has no problem giving people piggyback rides and all throughout and yelling Cosna ruckus in a, you know, a serious place of, of government as serious as Pawnee can be. Sure. And, uh, and then, Leslie is getting a piggyback ride from him. I don't have a number or iMessage address for Bonnie. Oh my gosh. Do you want to send it? <laughs> my phone is talking to me. What is your problem? <laughs> Sorry, internet people. My phone asked me if I wanted to call Bonnie. So never. Uh, no, I don't. I don't know Bonnie. So, uh, so Leslie is getting a piggyback ride and uh, she runs into Councilman Hauser, who is my favorite councilman. He lasts throughout the entire show Mm -hmm. he we never see him running for council he just he's just a fixture um and he seems to be the only council member who actually cares about the government of pawnee outside of future characters we'll talk about when we get there um but like he's the most down-to-earth no-nonsense council person Uh, and leslie runs into him in the hall while getting a piggyback ride and uh and then proceeds to have like a 
a legit conversation mm-hmm. about you know government and the parks proposal that she has and it's about uh, uh allocation of resources and we both know we could find the money all the while she's getting a piggyback ride from andy and then he's like well Hauser's like i gotta go and plus he just says well i'll walk with you and andy supportive on the ball andy is like i will also go with you now i am now leslie's beast of burden yeah it's your it's your classic mad max you know master blaster situation yes two men enter one man leave yeah i'm master he's blaster oh man i don't think there are any mad max movies that i can remember or quote other than thunderdome yeah i don't i don't see oh go ahead know what you're gonna say well, it's the only one that is like there's quotable stuff. Everything else is just like a dreary hellscape. Yeah, of one-liners of survival. Yeah. So yeah. even I just recently watched Fury Road mm-hmm. for the first time, oh, and wow. I really enjoyed it. That's yeah, really good. But it was really just um, a boomerang trip. Of, it, we're going to go drive it, as far as we can really and come back. Wait a minute, <laughs> we got to go back. Um, yeah, and I love. So I'm just going to pivot speak talking about turning around um how this starts leslie's kind of running <laughs> wait you're just gonna walk away from my mad max <laughs> just, well i started it and i will i will turn away master blaster style uh how leslie is always gets caught in the hallway by by councilman hauser doing something really silly and immature which is just right. i just think is really funny throughout the series this pops up so yeah this is the first one it's great yeah it, it is a very uh it's a good little trope that in the, all the, Leslie wants to be serious, yes. but she's often up to nonsense. And then Hauser is always serious, no nonsense. So he's what she aspires to be, right? Which is fun. So that's all in the cold open. And credits I love, happen. And I, but I love when he's getting the when Tom's getting the piggyback ride from Andy, and they go around Mark's office, and he's like, "Mark, Bran." Danowitz. And then Mark just looks at the camera like seriously, and like like it's probably been the fifth time that they've done it. It's great. Right. It's great. Yeah. I, I, you get a peek into Mark's office, and one of the things that is confusing to me is he has two doors. Yeah, he he's kind of in a fishbowl, like yeah, which is very strange. And he has no other people in his department, like he's all by himself. Yeah, that's why he can just go hang out with the parks department anytime he wants. I guess so. Right, which leads to another one of the questions about this this episode. Because I said, you know, the, the team goes, the Parks Department goes on a hunting trip and Anne, but also Mark goes because he is not in the Parks Department. He is a city planner. But it cuts to, after the cold open, it cuts to them in the council room. And this is the first time Ron is actually excited about anything having to do with the Parks Department because mm-hmm. he and Jerry are talking about going and doing a trail survey over the weekend. Um, like just but, seeing what trails think about things. Yeah. How do you feel about being trod upon? Mm. And they're like, Hey, don't tread on me. Uh, but, uh, they, Ron and Jerry are doing this annual thing where they go on a hunting trip. Um, that is a secret just for the men in the office. But then Tom says, not all the men, <laughs> Okay, all the guys, all, all, all the guys in the office, not all the guys. Okay, all the men. Um, and uh, and so Leslie wants to weasel her way in to this because she can't handle not being a part of something, partly because it is 
you know, it's a boys club and she's always trying to break into the boys club. Uh, and you know, this is part of feminist inclusion agenda of Leslie Nope. And it's not bad what she's doing, but you know, it's annoying to Ron because he would rather just do the same thing with the same people all the time. Sure. So any change is bad. And when Leslie confronts him about it, Ron's attitude is, isn't like, no, never. He's like, well, it is a work thing, so I can't keep you from coming. Yeah, le- <laughs> legally, I can't say no. <laughs> yeah, which is great because it's true. Yeah. Um, so they are all ready to go. And uh, then we this is where we run into Anne. Leslie's picking her up. Uh, and, you know, Anne has no interest really in hunting. She just wants to go sit by a campfire and read her real simple magazine. Um, and uh, Leslie already did all the work to get her a hunting license. Which seems like fraud is involved here somewhere. Um, sure. Getting a hunting license for somebody else when they didn't even want one. So that's probably not great. Have you, but, ever, have you ever gone hunting? Uh, no. Is fishing hunting? Oh, well, maybe. But I mean, hunting, I feel like hunting, you have to go and like get the, get the thing. Hunt the beast. Yeah. Whereas fishing is you're like more like meeting them somewhere and hoping they fall for your tricks. So I don't know if it's the same. Yeah. Interesting. Where would you land on that? I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think fishing is the hunting of the ocean. So, or, or the water waterways, but I guess you don't oh, use explosives. Yeah. I, I guess it's but, but you can hunt with a bow and arrow, but you can fish with bow and arrows too. I mean, we might, this could be a deep dive. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's, there's, uh, you know, there's a lot of ways to look at this, but either way, I'm not interested in either of them. <laughs> Personally, I, Fair I, enough. uh, I have been fishing, uh, and it is not something that I eagerly want to do. My son recently has discovered the joys of fishing. And it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't know how to help you. Like, yeah. I really want to do this, but I don't know. I don't know you're what your, to do you're here. on your own, man. Sorry. Well, fortunately, his his grandfather is a great fisherman, so he's been going out with him and stuff, which is great. But still, but and hunting, I have shot a gun before, and there's even a scene in this where Anne shoots a gun, and she's like, "Oh, I see why people enjoy this." Right. And and I can I can get on board. Like, yeah, it's fun to shoot guns and stuff, but um, yeah, not something I need. It's kind of like owning a boat. I don't need a boat, mm-hmm. but you know, it's fun to have a boat, we'll go on a boat, like do boat stuff. But I, I don't need to own it. Yeah, just have friends. So, <clears throat> have friends with boats. That's why you have- exactly right. And then you can shoot fish. Right? Is that how it works? It no. De- depends on the fish. Depends on the fish. So let's see where are we at. Okay, so Leslie's go getting everybody to go. Anne uh, is coming with Leslie. Leslie asks April to do a simple task while she's away. April is the only Parks Department uh, member who is not going on this trip. She asked her to call the state's park department and read them a confirmation number. And so, and uh, Leslie's like, can you handle this? And he was like, I don't think so. Um, So that's the April story for this, this whole episode. Feels like this could have been handled in an email and then April could have gone on the hunting trip. Well, I'm positive April would not have wanted to go on the hunting trip. Yeah, but, but that, that would have made it even better. 
But if if they did this over the email, we wouldn't have been able to find Andy's uh, great parody song for the hold music. That's true. Which is important for the episode. <laughs> so, uh, so the the crew. So April is at the office on hold. The crew arrives at the cabin, which is a like the the park ranger cabin where the hunting trip is going to happen. Um, and right away, Mark pants his Jerry and says, I am the pants king, which is, a, I guess, a tradition uh, in this whole project. Anywhere else, this would have been called harassment mm-hmm. and not good. Uh, and then Leslie pants his Tom because she can't not be involved. This is the dr- the Dwight Schrudification of, <laughs> of Leslie Nope. Like she has to do what all the guys are doing. Uh, and Tom is not cool with it. Um, and uh, so they get into the cabin and Tom's trying to be tough. And he uh, offers everybody some chewing tobacco. Oh, some mouth mouth tobacco. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't. Ron's response is, I wouldn't have pegged you for somebody for a user of mouth tobacco. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so, oh, yeah, this is gross. Uh, Tom is uh, so they're all chewing t- tobacco, Leslie, too. And uh, and then Tom's like, "Ooh, I'm a little queasy. And uh, he uh, he swallowed his chew, which is gross. Now, do you know, have you ever had any encounters with chewing tobacco, Jeremy? This I've, is a safe place. I've, I've had I've I've had a my share. You've had a pinch? Uh, yeah. And also, I, I had a, when I was growing up, there's a neighbor at a neighbor who chewed. And uh, they also, you know, from time to time would enjoy a, a, a beer. And he would use his, his empty beer bottles uh, as, as spit, you know, yeah. containers. And uh, one time I was over and he got the two mixed up. And he actually, he actually <laughs> puked. So if you could, you know, visualize that. What's, what's been your experience? Well, I can visualize it uh-huh. because I have experienced it. Oh. When, I, <laughs> when I was a kid, my dad used to chew and uh, he would spit in his Diet Coke can. And I was a sipper. I would find cans and just sip them. <laughs> and I, uh, yeah, I uh, sipped his sipped his spit chaw, whatever you call it. And it was the nastiest thing ever in my life. I don't like it. And uh, it was not good. So like there is never there are many things that I have seen people who are older than me engaged in and immediately my response has been hard pass. <laughs> no thanks. Yeah. You know, smoking uh, is like I know too many people in my family whose face face look like old wallets. Mm-hmm. So it's like hard pass. Yeah. Chew. No thanks. Gross, gross, gross. Um and uh, here I, I do appreciate here is one more example of, you know, television giving us a responsible message. Yeah. That's why they call it chew and no, not swallow. <laughs> so <laughs> it's yeah. well, it's like and then and then it's crazy, though, because then you have things like big league chew where it's like, oh, you can't have chewing tobacco. Have some bubble gum. That's like that's, that's shredded. That's like sh- tobacco. Sh- yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so gross. I hate big league chew, too. Yeah, it lasted it's, about seven seconds of taste and then it just turned into, you know, flavorless rubber right and then you just chaw on it's like oh yeah so gross um yeah and then also like the, the temptation is just to put more in so you get more flavor so it just grows and grows and grows it's nasty yeah but you got uh, that, that cool pouch that folds over you look like really cool when you 
I guess. I don't know. No, no. it's not cool. Right. All these kids trying to look cool. Just don't. Oh, I just meant like last week when I had it, but whatever. That's fine. Do you, did you, <laughs> did you buy a big league chew last week? No, no. Do they still make it? <laughs> I only buy the, 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 the bubble gum by the foot. Fruit by the foot. Yeah. No. Oh, oh uh, yeah. Bubble tape. Bubble tape. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever, I, do you ever put a whole bubble tape in your mouth? I'm an American. So of <laughs> course I have. You have to, you have to. Yeah. You put the whole, like we would walk down from my parents' house where, where I grew up. So I guess it was my house at the time. Um, we would walk down to, uh, super 24, which is like the sketchy seven 11. Wait, they're open. And, longer. Uh, yeah, they're open. <laughs> they're also open 24 hours. Um, and, uh, we would buy a, you know, a, a comic book and a, a bubble tape and eat the whole bubble tape on the way home by just throwing it all in our mouth. And like, you know, I'm eight. My mouth is not that big no. and I could barely get it. Like I could barely chew. It's a wheel of gum. Um, it's so gross. And I think that is why like my jaw makes a clicking noise even today. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so the chewing tobacco is happening and that's not great. And then Leslie is going to bring some, uh, some knowledge to the team. And so she gives some instructions on like gun safety and says, it's important to never, she asks Donna, Donna, why is it important to never look down the barrel of a gun to which Donna says, is it really? And starts looking right at the barrel of the gun. And Ron's like, don't ever point the gun at another person, not even yourself. Um, which is important yeah. for later. Uh, and then Ron gives a toast and his toast is simply to the hunt. And then Leslie gives this poetic, beautiful toast about the power of the hunter and all of these things. And people are like, they, they, they appreciated Leslie's toast, but Ron, Ron did not appreciate it because he likes tradition. He likes the same. And, uh, and so he's clearly annoyed and then uh, they break up into groups, uh, boy, girl, boy, girl. And, and so Ron and Leslie are tied together and, uh, and then they get to hunting and then uh, cuts back to the office where April is waiting on hold and she really needs to go to the bathroom. And so she asks Andy to come in and, and wait for, for her and then read the number if they call. So. Now you've been you you've been you've worked customer service like you've probably been on hold in your lifetime right Oh yeah or place people on hold No I'm, never I'm just curious I'm just curious the music the hold music that you get do you like do you know the creepy hold music that I'm talking about uh the kind that is not an actual song yeah. like not muzak but just like yeah no, no no here, here I have an audio I have an audio clip that I wanted to play just to see if you've heard this before. Cause I swear every, every time I'm on hold, this is the song that plays. And, and, and I always have to question like, why, why this one? It feels like I'm in a weird 1980s horror. So here. Can you hear that? Oh yeah. I know this song. <laughs> I know this yeah, song. J- <laughs> Jason is about to come kill me with Freddy's gloves. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
<laughs> right? Why? Like, am I, am I supposed to be scared? Did you find this? Am I supposed to, am I scared that I'm on hold? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Are you coming to my house? Like, what? <laughs> Is that why I'm on hold? What? How did you track this down? Are you? Did you call somebody just to get put on hold? Oh yeah, I've been I've been on hold with the cable company for like three hours just just to be able to play that. No, it's a YouTube. There's actually an hour. There's a YouTube clip that's one hour of that. <laughs> that oh, if my you word. really need to listen to it, I don't. I don't but need you, to. Everybody knows uh, it. Yeah, yeah. There is a uh, episode. I think it's This American Life, uh, where one of the re- reporters, her father, is very into a particular hold song, mm-hmm. and he like went on the on the on a mission to track down the uh, the artist and all that stuff. Um, yeah, so it's a real thing. Some people really like that music. They find it soothing. Yeah. I don't count myself among some of those people. It's okay. Uh, uh, so they, uh, yeah, so April and Andy waiting on hold. Um, and then. This is where Andy makes up his, his hold music, right? Or no? Well, no, that's yeah, later. later. It, it'll be just a few moments from this moment. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, so the, Leslie and and. Ron are paired up and uh, Leslie shoots a bird and she's like, I think you're tells Ron, like, I think you're really just upset that I'm a better hunter than you. And so they enter into a competition on who can get the most birds. Then it cuts to Tom and and Donna, who are with Jerry and uh, and Tom tries to shoot a crow, which I get. I totally get Uh, Donna just shoots up into the air at nothing. And Jerry is the one who's like, what is happening right now? Like, this is not good. Um, and it cuts to Ann and Mark and Ann is doing some target practice, shooting a can. Um, you know, this is, I think fairly typical behavior of, uh, like Ann and Mark, like their kind of stuff. And even, you know, people who don't hunt like that, like Tom and Donna, like this is what they think hunting is about. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's not. And Jerry tells us what hunting really is about. The real spirit of hunting for Jerry is uh, that on this trip, he can finally use the bathroom standing up. Finally. So, finally. Because he lives in a house uh, with all girls. And uh, and so this is the only time he gets to pee standing up as he's going back to the the cabin to get a beer. And while he is getting the beer, we hear a gunshot. And then Ron crying, crying out, somebody shot me in the head. Oh, and uh, and so they're trying to figure out what's going on with this. And uh, he uh, and's like, I need you to stay calm. And Ron says, I'm going to stay angry. <laughs> I find it relaxing, <laughs> uh, which is so good. Um, and Donna freaks out because. Her, she starts screaming, and so they cut over to her. And this is like the high drama of this park department. Like someone's been shot, and then Donna starts screaming out, and is like, "Has someone else been shot?" And so the camera and the the crew run over, and it's just somebody shot her window, which is you know, she loves this car. Oh yeah. So I can understand why she's so upset, um, but that's not nearly as bad as somebody getting shot in the head. Um, all right. So, while all this is happening, Andy and April are still there. April comes back and Andy uh, sings his song. It's the his parody song for I'm All Out of Love. Uh, and uh, it's great. 
and I don't remember all the words off the top of my head. Do you by chance, did you want to sing it? Uh, no, not right now. Okay. <laughs> Good. I'll, I'll sing it during our, our uh, clip show where we put all of our, our best songs together for the holiday episode. Which holiday? Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Uh, Arbor Day. Okay. Uh, that, that would make sense because it is a parks exactly. themed show. Right. And parks have trees. And Arbor Day doesn't get a lot of love for like, you know, holiday episodes. That's so, true. Yeah. I mean, Earth Day has overtaken Arbor Day. That's true. I mean, where's the justice? Trees are also a part of Earth. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, uh, so Ron, as they're working through this, Ron accuses Leslie of shooting him because she's super competitive and like she would do anything to beat him. Uh, and Leslie's like, no, that's ridiculous. I would never do that. Uh, and then the rest of the group is like, maybe somebody is hunting us. <laughs> and uh, they hear something outside. And so uh, Tom's like, grabs his gun and Mark is there to saying like, don't shoot any, don't, don't shoot anything. And somebody says, I think it's Jerry, like shoot over their head. And Tom's response is I'm going to shoot under their head. <laughs> What's that going to do? I'm going to shoot under the head. <laughs> and, uh, and so he does, he opens the door and just fires. And uh, there is a guy out there, but it turns out it's the guy from the Mercedes dealership who came to check out Donna's car. Um, Craig, which yeah, Craig, I got Which you. is amazing because like somebody called the police, right? They, they, they called the Rangers. They called the Rangers and the Mercedes guy was faster than the Rangers guy. Well, that's what you get when you buy a Mercedes. That's why she loves that car so much. Mostly, yeah. you know, not, not only is it a smooth and comfortable ride, but the customer service that you get along with it as well. They should really highlight that in the ads. Someone should. We will come and check your broken window when your friend has been shot in the head. Yeah. Time us. Time us. It's, it's, um, it was written for him, you know. Yeah. Uh, so then it cuts back to Anne and April. And uh, they are sitting in the... Uh, Anne and April. Anne and Andy. April, April and, Andy. and Andy. There's so many A names. Yeah. April and Andy. And uh, they are in the office practicing spit takes. Uh, which is a somebody says something shocking and somebody's drinking something and they spit the liquid out of their mouth because they were so shocked by what has just been said. Um, and April is, you know, hers is great. And then it's Andy's turn to try to get April to do a spit take. And Andy's shocking statement was, what do you mean? The squirrel took the nuts out of that kid's backpack and ate them. <laughs> and and then April's like, no, that's not good. You got to do something surprising. And then his next not, shocking statement not a is, question. <laughs> yeah, not a question, right? Uh, his next qu- statement is, I have lived in Pawnee my whole life. That is something about me. <laughs> <laughs> Very purred happily. Terrible at spit takes. Yeah, I think purred happily would be also terrible at spit takes because everything is a surprise to him. And so he's just learned never to drink anything. (laughs) Right. Because I was watching uh, a future episode where he goes to a restaurant and he says, I will have an empty glass. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best way to avoid a spit take. Exactly. So Pert has learned some things. Pert has learned. Uh, (laughs) I would watch watch that. (laughs) An educational program with Pert? (laughs) Yeah. Because he'd, he'd just be learning everything with you. Exactly. So, um, all right. So it cuts back and Leslie and Anne are talking and Anne says she knows who shot Ron. And uh, and then the park ranger shows up. Finally. And Leslie t- 
takes the fall for we don't we have not it has not been revealed to us who has shot Ron uh, at this point. But Leslie just goes ahead and takes the fall for shooting Ron in the head. Um, and so as she's being interrogated by the ranger, she acts dumb. She's like, you know, it's because I'm a woman. Uh, I got that tunnel vision you were talking about. I was thinking with my lady parts and like all the kinds of like stereotypes and that because she's trying to really sell that it was her fault. Yeah, because her original lie didn't wasn't really working. And so she's now she's just saying what the park ranger. It's like, well, you're just a woman. So she's just leaning into that because, you know, he's got her trapped as far as the actual hunting facts go. Right. I also felt like, did you feel that the way they wrote this with with Leslie, um, Leslie kind of like trying to get out from everybody, like who shot Ron, that they were leading you to believe that she actually had shot Ron? but was kind of covering it up because she was so competitive. Like from what we've known about Leslie a little bit, she'd, she'd be willing to bend it. Like when she's like, who did this? You know, like wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Like, well, no one said anything. So you know what I mean? Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I see how, I see how it could seem that way, but I never, even when I watched this the first time, I never once thought Leslie shot Ron. Yeah. Because, Ron is like, there was a bird by me. I know how competitive you are. And I don't think Leslie, I I don't, I think Leslie would have as a character felt terrible for shooting Ron like right away. So, but I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We'll never know how Leslie would feel if she shot Ron, which is probably good. I don't know how she would feel. I mean, how do we know what any television character would feel? Time. Time with the character. Okay. Uh, I guess. So it cuts back to April and Andy. And uh, Andy is upset that everybody is out doing that. This hunting trip, he would love to go hunting. And he's like, why is Mark there? And I'm so jealous. And so April comes up with this great idea. Mm -hmm. Because we are, we have been seeing that April has, has a bit of a fancy for Andy. And uh, so she suggests this great plan to make and jealous, which is if I gave you a hickey, Anne would be super jealous. <laughs> and uh, and he's like, I don't know, that seems kind of weird. But April convinces him, and so he's like, All right, I'm gonna go sanitize my neck, <laughs> which is weird. <laughs> um, and so he's he's, thought, that's, he's thoughtful, you know. I mean, it's like, hey, if you're gonna do this this prank, you know, you know, helping. helping yeah, I don't want you to get sick. Exactly. Who knows? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where my neck has been. <laughs> yeah. Who knows where it's been? <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that is uh, Andy is in for the plan, cuts back to the cabin and Anne confronts Tom about. Uh, so the, the Rangers leaving. And so Anne confronts Tom like, hey, you need to tell people that you shot Ron. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> that was my spit take. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, Perfect. I, I wasn't drinking anything. Yeah, I well, theater of the mind. You shouldn't have told me that. Oh, I, would, I would totally have believed that you were drinking uh, Verner's ginger ale, which is what they were drinking, which is a Midwestern ginger ale. One of the things I appreciate about this show yeah. is the uh, the location of little things like Verner's. Uh, my dad used to drink it, and he's from Michigan, so oh. um, that's how I know. So, how do, how, do you, uh, Tom, how do you know it wasn't chew spit? Uh, well, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Well, but, uh, 
the can was still Ver- Verner's. I know that much. There you go. All right. So, uh, and I love how when Anne is confronting Tom, Tom's first reaction is like, all right, Anne wants me. Yeah. And then, uh, finally like, doing no, this you're thing, an huh? idiot. <laughs> yeah. You're an idiot, Tom. Uh, and so then even after it's like, all right, I'll go confess, but then can we talk about us? <laughs> Tom's the worst, uh, right up there with Mark in this episode. Cause Mark, Mark is awful and we can all agree on it. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, you really have you really hate Mark. I mean, I, I do. I don't like him as a character at all. He's a useless. I mean, he's a useless character, but I don't. Yeah, he's just boring. Like even even when they're they're over shun, they're shooting into the hillside of a can. Like even the things that they do when he's there is like, yeah, this is boring. This doesn't do anything for the show. You guys are boring. Yeah. Yes. So. I think my my dislike is justified. So uh, <laughs> you have proven my point. <laughs> thank you. Uh, so Tom confesses uh, as Ron is still berating Leslie about for shooting him in the head. Literally um, saying, and, "Wait, don't confess because I'm not done berating Leslie yet for shooting me in the head." So yeah. great. <laughs> and so uh, Tom confesses and says, "Leslie was covering for me because Tom never got a hunting license." And then Ron is pissed. Like, you didn't get a hunting license? That's reckless endangerment. How dare you? But Ron respects Leslie for sticking up for Tom, for covering for Tom, because Leslie is a real stand-up guy. Oh, finally. Everything she wanted out of this trip. Yeah, to finally be one of the boys is uh, is a big deal for Leslie. And so... um, so here she is. And then to cap it all off and pants is Tom again. And now Anne is the pants king or as Leslie refers to it, the pants queen. And so they're all part of the gang except for Tom because Tom doesn't have a hunting license when everybody else does. So, uh, so that's the hunting side of things. But then the cult, the end credits, it cuts back to the office and, and, and Andy run into each other in the hallway and and Andy is covered in hickeys. He doesn't just have one. He has several hickeys. Um, so April really uh, probably, I don't know, had fun with that. Um, and Anne is looking like very confused. And Andy believes this is causing the jealousy that he had hoped for. Yeah, his look at the camera. Yep. Mission accomplished. Yeah, he's like, I can't look back. It's totally working. Um, and then uh, goes to the parks department and they welcome back Ron. This is who, one of my favorite scenes of almost the entire series. Okay. I just love this. Tell me why. Tell, explain the scene. Oh, well, so they, they welcome Ron back. There's a big sign. They're in their, their conference room, and it says, Welcome back, Ron, because he's obviously he's been shot in the head. And there's this huge feast. It's got a turkey on there because they're hunting. There's like a, just a gorgeous spread, and everyone's excited and so nice, so, so excited to see Ron. And he turns around. To, to look at the sign and goes, oh, you guys, you shouldn't have. And we see the back of his head is shaved with the buckshot wounds and the stitches sticking out and slightly bloody. And, and he turns back around and he goes, all right, let's eat. And everyone is completely <laughs> disgusted and has lost yes. their appetite. And I just think that is just a fantastic reveal. And uh, yeah, great, great end to the, the whole entire series. Because it's like he gets shot in the head, but we don't really actually see the fallout of it. And then right. it wraps the whole thing up perfectly. It's fantastic. With just his wound. Just his wound. Just the one. Oh, it's, it's great. It's great. 
Yeah, I do like how Ron in is game to uh, do. Uh, so Nick Offerman is game to like cut his hair, shave his mustache, uh, do all of these different terrible things. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that I, I enjoyed that very much. And looking at the food, it's like this is probably these are birds that they killed together, you know, on this hunting trip. Yeah. But. They're really grossed out by Ron's head. Totally ruined, <laughs> so, right? The hours of preparation down the toilet. Yeah. You know, one of the things that we didn't mention is like all of the traditions here, um, you know, is that when you, the first person who shoots something yells out, Bula, 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 you know, and like there's all these traditions that are built in over the years. And, you know, as, as they've been doing these hunting trips together and Leslie is trying to break through tradition. Uh, and even here at the end, like, They've never had this shared feast together after the hunting trip. Yeah. Then they'll probably never have the hunting trip again because, you know, somebody shot somebody in the head. (laughs) Uh, But like all of the traditions, all of this stuff is like falling apart. uh, And Ron is not happy about the breaking of tradition ever. He likes to do the same things with the same people, tell the same stories. Um, and, uh, And so now that is gone. But we see a like the team coming together more like we are becoming more family as the parks department. Yeah. Um, yeah, because and, it's, you know, it's not, it's not, there isn't, there aren't these things that are just kind of segregated and people feel left out of. Right. Like Leslie is trying to unite the team. It's addition by subtraction. Yes, sure. How, what? Well, they lost the hunting trip, but they gained more camaraderie. Yes. Okay. And 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 Ron Sorry. gained more buckshot in his head. That's what I meant. Addition. Win, additional buckshot. Win. win. <laughs> Addition. Yeah, we don't know how much he has. <laughs> right. I have the toes I have. Um, <laughs> so how does this? That was, how, where, where, <laughs> that'll be later. Yeah. Where does this rank up in your? You know, the pantheon of of Jason's favorite Parks and Rec episodes. There's a, there's a uh, it is a fun episode. Yeah. I do not think it would come anywhere close to the top 10, though. Okay. What about you? It's, I mean, it's up there. I don't know if it would be top 10, but anytime the hunting trip, I see it, I'm like, I'm, I will watch this whole, this whole thing. I won't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to check yeah. out. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm with you on that. It is a fun episode. Um, yeah. The, uh, what were the ratings on the old IMDb device? I like it again. Here. Once again, it's another one of those episodes where everyone's involved, which is nice. Um, so we get a little bit of, we get a lot more Donna's character, uh, Jerry. And, and if you were, if this were a standalone piece, you'd think Jerry was actually somewhat, uh, you know, capable, competent. Yeah, competent. Um, but other than that, I mean, we get a little, little taste of everybody's personality again and, and, uh, room, yeah. to, room to grow. It's, yeah, it's good. Yeah, I wish we would have had more. Well, it's probably the right amount, but April and Andy, like their relationship throughout the whole show, like I love their relationship. They're so fun. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I do wish there was a little bit more uh, from them in this episode, but I, it was effective for what they did. Uh, this was directed and written by Greg Daniels. Uh, Michael Schur was a co-writer. Uh, this one gets an 8.8 out of 10. Yeah. On IMDb. Yeah. Which is really high. Yeah. Considering Pekaitis got like a 7.8, I think. So, um, 
Yeah, that's it's a pretty good, pretty good episode. That's because Leslie all da- told. downvotes all of the Pachitis episodes. <laughs> you think so? I do. You, th- you think fictional character Leslie Nope goes on to real IMDb and down and downvotes things? I I mean, it's not out of the range of possibility. Huh. Okay. Because I believe in a multi- well, multiverse. I mean, it could happen. Okay. <laughs> Perhaps. Uh, Is that how multiverses right, work? Like anything can happen? Yeah. Any pos- any any number of possible options have happened. Mm-hmm. And so there are every possible decision has spurred out a new multiverse. Um, yeah. yeah. But maybe, that maybe, isn't a thing. Maybe we're in that timeline. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe we're maybe we're in the darkest timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, so as I'm walking through here, IMDb has this great little uh, trivia section, mm. and this is a bunch of firsts. This is the uh, beginning of the running gag throughout Leslie run into Councilman Hauser, which we talked about. Mm-hmm. This is also the first reference to Jerry's family, um, and so we will learn more about their family as well. Um, and the uh, the music is All Out of Love by Air Supply. This episode, this is weird. This episode is on the bonus features of Bridesmaids. Huh. On the on the DVD of Bridesmaids. Well, now we'll have to do an episode on Bridesmaids. I do own that DVD. I'm going to go look to see if it's actually on there. That is weird. All right, we'll wait. Uh, all right, I'm back. Uh, so... The other fun thing is when they're talking. Um, no, not that's a different thing. Sorry, I got distracted. Uh, that's, that's not <laughs> started, that's not fun. I, I started thinking about a different episode. Um, I read this <laughs> trivia piece, and then I thought started thinking about a different episode, not connected. Uh, it happens. They are wearing orange clothing because Indiana law requires that hunters wear at least one item of orange clothing. Um, yeah, that's, good. A, that's attention to detail right there. Verner's and orange clothing. Yeah, well, I do think most places require you to wear when you're hunting to wear some orange so that you don't get shot by other hunters. Oh, I thought it was because deer are colorblind. Well, I think that is a part of it. I don't I think the orange helps you to be seen by hunters and deer cannot. They don't see it. So Tom is colorblind. Uh, that's what we've learned. That's what, oh. that's what we learned today. Uh, wow. That's yeah. great. All right. Thank you for uh, opening my eyes to that obvious fact. Right. Tom is colorblind. Well, just we'll, we'll add that to IMDb. All right. I'll do it right now. Cool. So what's up next? We got, it looks like season two, episode 11, Tom's divorce is next. Yeah. Coming yeah. up. That's going to be a sad one. Yeah. I, uh, I really like Tom. And so, uh, yeah, Tom's divorce gets a 7.9. Um, wow. <laughs> to, All right. It's going to be a, fun. Way to end on a bummer. <laughs> all right. Well, I, I just remembered like all the things that uh, are a part of this episode and that's good. And then we're going to get a, we're going to get Tom's divorce followed by the Christmas scandal where we're going to meet uh, Councilman Dexhart. And then uh, the setup, which is with Will Arnett, and the oh man there's so many good good things coming up it's getting better and better Valentine's day woman of the year award oh my word this is gonna be good so uh again all of these episodes like woman of the year award 
8.1. I don't know. Yeah, season two, they I they start they really start hitting their stride. Well, I just am saying, like, I think that one Woman of the Year award, I think, is much more is a better episode than the hunting trip. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll, I don't know. we'll have to compare and contrast when we get there. I, I have to do a scan here real quick. Cause this is the highest rated episode of this entire season, according to IMDb. The hunting trip? Yeah. Yeah. It's good. I'm, it's the second highest. There's two uh, that are tied for second highest. Can you guess which ones? Of, of season two? Of season two. Uh, the setup. No. Did, did we already watch it? No. Is it bigger than a bread box? Animal? I would imagine. M- mineral or... I don't know. What, what, it's what is it? 94 meetings. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's great. And the master plan. Interesting. Yeah. So the master plan is a, a great episode. So, yeah, I'm just very confused by the ratings here. Oh, and then Freddy Spaghetti is actually the second highest. So Freddy <laughs> Spaghetti, 8.7. Master plan, 8.6. 94 meetings, 8.6. The ratings are all over the place. So, all right. Now we're just rambling. So we should probably be done. Okay. How's that sound? Sounds good. All right. Well, you, you Jeremy, you have yourself a great day and, I, uh, and enjoy some more Parks and Rec. Thanks. You, you do the same, Jason. And I'll... Uh, I will. I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.